Everybody listen to We're Not Wizards. Because we are the best. And we're not wizards. No matter what anybody says. Goodbye. to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for April. Yes, it is. I think it is April. It seems like the longest march in history. I don't know if everybody's making that same joke, but I'm quite happy to join the bandwagon and to make that same joke as well. Um, We are... We're in our fourth year, I think. Yeah, it is. It's been that long. Um, and we have approached kind of this from podcasts from all different levels. Um, we have, and indeed the platform from all different levels. We've done videos, we've done written reviews, we've continued to do the podcast as well. And one of the things we're always conscious about is kind of accessibility to the hobby. Now, accessibility to the hobby means different things to different people. And to some people, it could be their ability to be able to turn up at a table and have a game of something. To other people, it's their ability to be able to engage with the hobby and the and media and the hobby in general. So um, one of the things that I was looking to do was to speak to somebody about not only accessibility in the hobby, but um, in relation to... Um, people who have hearing difficulties and how they gain access to media, how do they find out about games in general. And so I thought I would bring on Stephanie Jessup from Dibs on Blue. And we've got lots of important questions to get um, answered. One of them is obviously, um, the first one is to say hello, hello to Stephanie. Hi, thanks for having me. That's good. Yes, no, I am I'm delighted to have you on. This the f- most important question before we start on everything is um and I did warn you before we start but why <laughs> why does every other why is it blue? <laughs> why dibs on blue? Why I, dibs on blue? I've always liked that color. That's always been my favorite color. But no, I was in the living room with my husband. I was trying to figure out what to name this channel and I was like mm-hmm. I want something catchy, but I don't want anything overly like sign language related because I didn't want it to be I don't know I didn't want it to just be like sign language in your face type of thing I wanted it to be board game related so I was like I don't know what to name my channel and so we were throwing names around and I was doing like puns with hands you know in the in the name um Mm -hmm. and so my husband was just like dibs on blue and I was like, wait, what did you say? And he's like, dibs on blue. He's like, you always want to play blue. And we always fight over who's blue whenever we play a game. Wow. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. <laughs> so I was like, it's catchy. It's easy to say. It's all about, you know, what piece you want to play and what color you want to play. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's perfect. But yeah, I've always loved blue. It's always been my favorite color. So I was like, I'll just go with this. 
I think it's I think it's important to then go through all the rest of the other colors and discuss why you don't like any of the, <laughs> those other colors. So I have, I did in preparation get the um, get a color chart from the paint shed. Oh. So we're going to start with a we're going to start with the reds and we're going to work our way all the way mm. through the visible spectrum. Okay. Until we reach until we reach indigo, and you can tell me why okay. you don't like that color. So if we start off with. If we start off with the letterbox red, oh, it's we'll horrible! Work. It's way too vibrant. Right, okay, well that way too hard on the eyes. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not. Oh yeah, have you ever That's been in somebody's house no, where like not. the walls are painted red? Awful, awful, awful color. <laughs> I I just like to point out that my TV unit is red. Well, that's horrible. And uh, there's several You're a very red angry things. Individual it's not watching TV. <laughs> And no, it's not like that at all. It's just, you know, it was a nice shiny red. I feel attacked. I'm five minutes into my own podcast. No, red means attacked. red means. Well, of course, red means love. Yeah, whatever. But red means warfare and anger mm-hmm. and blood. I, and also no. a nice shiny TV, shiny TV unit. Yeah, well, that's what people say. You know, <laughs> when the, I when I get the stoplight in, in the goes car, in, it goes in like blood, warfare, I, love, his TV. <laughs> that's, that's how it is. I get to red stoplight. I'm thinking, oh, I really should catch up on the next episode of Picard, <laughs> and maybe hope that they've started to write a better story for it. <laughs> um, but there you go. Um, but. <laughs> Let's go back a bit. Let's go back a bit. I can do this with every Um, color. Okay, so the next color is banana yellow. (laughs) That is like, well, when you say banana yellow, all that does is remind me of like tropics and monkeys and... um, Oh, come on. No, I can't. I can't. You can't do it with the banana. When you say banana yellow, that... (laughs) Well, it's a nice yellow. It's a really nice, vibrant... Kind of, oh, well, or, or sun, no, sunny delight's a different, that's an orange colour. But we can get on to sunny delight orange, which is just, you know, I also don't like that colour of orange anyway, so it doesn't oh, really kind of, like it? it doesn't really kind of matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember having a very wired little brother when sunny delight hit the UK uh... and just watching him run about the garden and we eventually, we had to dig a pit. And we had to cover it with branches and we had to watch him fall in there before we could even put him to bed. We ended up having to get like a tranquilizer gun oh as he was God. running about screaming and, <laughs> and then oh watch God. him fall. Yeah, that's a pretty horrible And then we had to make memory. sure he was tranquilized enough because we didn't get a dose. That is a pretty horrible memory. It's not true. It's <laughs> so I don't, I don't think you would like not... Sunny Delight just for that reason. <laughs> no. It's because it's, it's awful. It's a dis- it, is it was really made horrible. A, it was made... It was made. It's it's the Mountain Dew of orange juice. It really is. It's horrible. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's look at it that way. Um, (laughs) But let's let's look at things the other way. You're going to be so glad you came on the show. This is not. um, But anyway, I'm going to get off this um, podcast and be like, "Guess what?" To my husband, "Guess what we talked about the entire time?" (laughs) (laughs) We sang the rainbow song. (laughs) I learned my colors. Well, that's it's always a good uh, every day is a school day, as I would say. Um, in terms of because I'm, I'm guessing that the you've been involved in kind of like accessibility for a little for a little while. Yeah. With kind of um, 
with let's start off like ASL itself. Now, um, the when we're having our preliminary com- conversation, one of the things that you said is you're like, are you aware that ASL is completely different from say BSL, British Sign Language, mm-hmm. before we have kind of like any kind of discussion at all. So how long? I mean, how long have you been involved? in kind of the, the you know, how long have you learned being involved in sign language for? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I think I, let's see, I graduated from my college program in 2005. So that's mm-hmm. when I graduated college. So let's see, I started learning, you know, a few years before that while I was in college. And then when I graduated in 2005, I was an interpreter, just, just a regular old sign language interpreter that was going to different um, community assignments like medical appointments for deaf people and Mm -hmm. um, uh, just lots of different stuff social security appointments there's lots of different things that I was going to just to interpret I mean deaf people go everywhere that we go like hearing people go so that I had to do all these different kinds of appointments and um, so I did that for a while and then I got approached by one of the interpreting agencies I worked for. They wanted to do a community class at a library to teach uh-huh. adults how to sign. Like different, I think they were all nurses. They wanted to learn sign language so that they could better communicate with their deaf patients. And so I did right, that. Okay. Yeah, and I, I was like, well, I've never taught before. And she's like, well, I'll give you the PowerPoint, you know, and we'll we'll work it out. It'll just be really easy. Just stand up there and show them some signs. Well, it ended up being really mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> it ended up being <laughs> because all of a sudden I was like with my own peers, like with people my age, and they were really interested in sign language. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. And so it kind of gave me this teaching, this teaching bug where I was like, I need to start teaching. And so I went back to school. And got my master's degree in teaching, and it was in curriculum and education. And then I started teaching at a high school. So I started teaching American Sign Language as a world language. They were offering it just like you take like Spanish or whatever. They were offering it as a world language. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was great. It wasn't like I was teaching deaf people. Sometimes people ask me like, "Whoa, so you were teaching deaf people?" And I was like, "No, I was teaching hearing students just." Like yeah. they were teaching, like they were taking Spanish, but they were taking ASL. And so I did that for five years. And then I, st- then I now I'm a stay at home mom. I, I've been home for almost a year. So, so yeah, it's been kind of a journey. I was an interpreter, then I went into teaching. Um, and that has been since 2005. So, yeah. But what first got, what first got you into ASL? I mean, was a, uh, Somebody you knew was it a relative, a friend, a family member it that was you. It was a friend. She, she, her parents are both deaf, and they. Right. Um, I didn't know her very well. She was like a friend of the guy that I was dating at the time, and mm. I went out to lunch. We were on like a double date, and so I went out to lunch, and we were talking, and I was like, "Well, what do you do?" And she's like, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm an interpreter, and my because my parents are deaf." And I said, "Oh," and it was the first time I've ever I had ever actually talked to somebody that was affiliated in that community at all and i was like Mm -hmm. oh there's like a thing for that you know i was totally unaware of that whole world and um and she's like yeah and so i was asking her all about it and i was like this sounds really cool and then i met her parents and just randomly one day at a panera 
<laughs> I don't know if you know what Panera is. It's like a. <laughs> I I don't know. Is it a shade of? I don't know if you have Panera It's a shade of there. green. <laughs> yes. Is it a car? It's a horrible shade of green. No. It's, it's the a horrible <laughs> shade of green, which is the reason that you don't call it dibs it's, on it's green. It's not then. dibs on green. No. Um, it's like a, li- a little restaurant. But so we, I ran into them, and I didn't know any sign language, and I felt horrible because I couldn't talk to them. But they looked so yeah. sweet, and they were so nice, and they were just smiling because they knew that I didn't, I couldn't talk to them. And but I felt mm-hmm. horrible that I couldn't talk to them, and I'm like, I need to learn sign language. I think I'd be really good at it. I, I'm really coordinated. Like I was a drummer. I used to play drums, and so I was like, I think I could do it. Just the coordination of it. I think I could do it, and. I was in theater. I was a theater major in college, too. I was a double major. And so I did theater. And I was like, I, I, could, I think I could be like emotive with my face. And I could I could do this. So I went back to I went to school. I was like, you know, whatever. I'm going to go back to school. Mm. So I went back to school to learn sign language. Uh, that's that's when it's what kind of drumming. What kind of drumming did you do? Because this, this is where we go. Is it was it you? Oh, yeah, you're fine. Because. Because you heard the joke about what you call a person that hangs about with a group of musicians, <laughs> a, a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I. I. But wait. But wait. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. You, you go. Oh, so in high school, I well, actually, no. I got my first drum set. My parents were really sweet. Parents usually don't like buying their kids drum sets because they're way too loud. But my parents bought me a drum set when I was in like fifth grade. And I just played that thing all the time. I'm sure much to their dismay. <laughs> it was very loud. <laughs> um, but I played it all the time. And then I was in bands, you know, in school. And I was in the percussion. Mm. And uh, when I got into high school, I was on the drum line, which is really where I just sh- shined. I had so much fun on the drum line. And then I was band president. I'm that, t- I'm that person. <laughs> I'm very much a geek. So, I was band president when I was a senior, and uh, then I just I just played drum set like and I played quads on the drum line. If you know anything about drums, I played the quads. Um, but yeah, I just I had a blast. That sounds like muscles to me. That's all people go on. I should be working on my quads. I, <laughs> I didn't realize I should be working on my drum kit. It does. I you know that's kind of a I kind of a no because it's like the whole rhythm thing because yeah. they actually have rhythm. Is it because you say, "Oh, that dancer there has got such good rhythm," and then you're looking at like the person in the corner playing the drums, and they're doing like essentially four different things with all of their yeah. limbs. Yeah, and you're just like, and there's a certain amount of awe because it's like, um, <clears throat> in essence, drum, guitar. Right, okay, let's let's <laughs> let, let's let's destroy this myth that I just created with my terrible joke. But a guitarist, okay, I mean, probably a bass player, he'll like go doon, 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 and then change his key and stuff like that. And But then there'll be bits where they'll speed up and slow down. And then the lead guitar, he'll just come and, and do widdly, widdly, whatever they're going to do. And the singer, they just, you know, they, they don't even need to, some half the time they're just making up stuff that they've made anyway. Yeah. But the drummer, you've got to be consistent. I mean, yeah. you... You have to be the person that's like the methodical kind of do, do, do. Because if you yeah. go do, 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 right. then everybody kind of Everybody's goes off, off tempo and, and, and then everything, everybody just has to go home. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I'm I not mean, going to say I was very good, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I had fun. <laughs> 
Um, I was much better on the quads than I was on a drum set. Uh, drum sets are, that's, yeah, it is, it's really difficult. I took lessons for a while. Um, yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't horrible and I wasn't, I wasn't ex- excellent. I was somewhere in the middle, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> but you did theater as well. And so were you yeah. doing kind of, was that technical theater or were you like, you were you like doing musical stuff as well? Kind of the singing, the it, dancing, yeah. the whole all nine yards. It. Really? Yeah, all of it. I love singing. I love dancing. My poor kids, because that's all they're exposed to. All day. I make a song out of really? everything. We're taking a bath. Really? I'm singing about taking a bath. I sing about everything. Um, and again, I'm probably not <laughs> very <amazing>. good. <laughs> but, but I love it. <laughs> I'm comp uh, I'm competent and determined. It's funny. Yeah. I'm It's I like love the it. mu- the musical theatre terminator. <laughs> it's like yeah. Oh no, they're come to sing with us with us <laughs> and they will not stop. Uh, they will never stop. Exactly. And much sometimes I sing and my kid'll just scream at me like, Mom, stop I'm like, No, I'm never gonna stop. I'm never stopping. Are they glad are they glad that you're effectively socially isolated they need to stay in the house all the time i mean are they having, oh, having a real a fun time yeah they're having that you blast. just seven o'clock in the morning straight up and you can sing them the good morning get out of bed song <laughs> move to it's time for breakfast and yeah. then it's like oh look at it, it's time for exercise kids and then let's see what's on tv yep. and then are they just not getting up at all is it 12 o'clock or one o'clock in the afternoon oh no they're before up, you see them up way early <laughs> Yeah, I have little kids. You know, she's my three-year-old is up and wow, and ready to go. You know, so six yeah. o'clock job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I. I actually, what's funny? Um, what's funny with- is that the other night I I told my husband I was like I just want to sleep in one day, and he's been working from home because of this whole pandemic hmm. so yeah i told him yeah. i'm like i just want to sleep in one day and so he's like well i'll get up with them tomorrow because he didn't have to work it was sunday didn't have to work hmm. so i was like okay great so i'm usually they're up at six and i was like okay i just want to sleep in would you believe they slept in until like eight the day that he was supposed to get them <laughs> like why couldn't why how, why how, <laughs> how, how delighted how delight were you when that happened uh, how like, absolutely beaming with joy. Uh, I woke up, and we all woke up at the same time, because I was obviously, I slept in like two hours later than I normally do, so I was I woke up, I was very, I was fresh and awake, and then I, I noticed that nobody had, no none of them were, like, up. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me! Out of all the days! They never sleep in until the day I say, I want to sleep in, can you get them this time? <laughs> Are you... Are you considering uh, saying that again really soon, just to see if it has the same effect? I would love to do that, yeah. Because <laughs> he's not off the hook. He's like, well, I did it. I got them up. Because he did actually like go yeah, in their rooms he and did, get yeah. them up. Yeah. But I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah. Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't the right thing that I wanted to happen. <laughs> see, <Yeah, laughs> I just, I, I think a good, a good defense lawyer is going to get them off on that claim, Probably. I'm afraid. Probably because you know. he's right. He did. He did get them up, but it wasn't did, the know. way that I wanted it to happen. But huh. I wanted them up at half five. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to do the bleary-eyed coffee thing. Yes, you I want you just to experience what I had to do. That kind <laughs> and of that's thing. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, getting try to get try to fight our way back to the topic we oh, should yeah. be discussing? But this is obviously fabulous as it is but um in terms 
<laughs> in terms of tabletop itself, um, what's your kind of relationship with that? With a hobby, I mean, are you you and your husband are you kind of keen players? Is it more you than him that likes to play? I mean, what's no? We've both we been that? we've both been really interested in board games our whole life, and I mean, mm. I was always the friend when I was growing up that was like forcing all my friends to play board games. And oh, right, okay, yeah, and he was the same way. He was really into board games when he was growing up, and. So when we when we started dating, we weren't really we weren't in the hobby when we started dating. We we liked board games, mm. but we just didn't I guess we just didn't know it. <laughs> like so <laughs> I mean we did. We liked them, but we just didn't know that there was even a hobby and we were we started getting into it right when the hobby started taking off and becoming a big thing. And then we started our collection and now we have a ton of board games in our collection. Uh, but I also do this channel, so that's helped me kind of collect justify all the games yes and justify <laughs> why we have so many um so yeah how many do you have oh gosh i don't even know i don't even know maybe you, you i'm horrible at estimating my husband would laugh right now because i am horrible at estimating anything um i don't, I don't is know is it is it more than 50 Oh, yeah, because we have two, we have, you know, I don't know if you know what calic shelves are. They're like that. Yeah, but, yeah everybody yeah, talks yeah, about calic yeah. shelves. Um, yeah. We have two, I think they're four by four. We've got two four by four calic shelves filled. And then there's one in the middle of the, of the two shelves that is just a regular old bookshelf that has, it's also lined with board games. So, and that's it. That's all we have. Um, we have some that are like, in a bin underneath our stairs that are just ones that we know we'll, we're just not interested in playing and we got to get rid of them because we're just trying to call mm -hmm. our collection a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So however many you think that would be, <laughs> that's how Sounds many we have. Like, I think about 27. Yeah, it's a good number. There you go. <laughs> if you space them out, about 20, about 20, 27 There's is a good number. So that's a good estimation. <laughs> So. There's one board game because you got to space these things out, especially if you've right. got them facing out the way. Right. And then you got to color color code them exactly. Um, I'm reckoning, you know, yeah, twenty seven. Twenty seven. That's a good that's number. that's a good because then people are just gonna go, oh, you're starting out. Yeah. And you can say yeah. But it's a yeah. good it's a good number too to be like it's not like a beginner, you know. Twenty seven. No. good number to be like I'm kind of in the hobby. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. I'm, you know, I've I've stepped into the door. Yeah. But I'm not embarrassed when people are looking at me because I know that I am one of one everyone of, else. Yeah, one of them. That's kind of there. Mm -hmm. Um, with the kids, are you? Do you play games with the the kids then? All the are they, time. Is it yeah. become kind of? Yeah. Yeah, all the time. My the three year old. I mean, my my uh, I have a three year old, and my other daughter is almost one, so she's not playing anything. Um, all right okay but the three-year-olds we play games all the time i'm so excited right now because she's she's really into like rolling dice and wow um she loves rolling dice and then whenever my husband and i play a game she'll help she likes rolling the dice whenever we play um, <laughs> but no i'm really excited for her because we get to we're we're just starting to get into the board games that are a little bit more complicated yeah, um, yeah. so I'm, I'm really excited because I, I can't wait to groom her into our board gamer and a, <laughs> and a theatrical lover <laughs> she'll probably first she'll probably kit. hate both things <laughs> later in life just because i've forced it on her that's gonna be a that's she's funny. gonna re she's gonna rebel 
she's going to rebel and she's going to learn guitar and she's <laughs> going to walk about the house with, she's going to walk about the house wearing yellow all the time and um no red you know she's and that's red no <laughs> she's going to get a tattoo that says dibs on red oh god that's going to be it and a big huge and in the shape of a tv unit as well because that, that's how it's just outlined that's with how a TV, it's like be. the youtube logo Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's going to happen. We should, we have to make. Well, no, I. Really you can make that happen. I'm not going to get involved in that kind of thing. But anyway, um, in terms of here's okay. So here's the question. You, of, I would, you could say that board games, in terms of the general friendliness towards kind of accessibility to people who have kind of varying degrees of hearing loss, I would guess that some are more suited than kind of others. But yeah. in terms of, I guess, making people aware of the types of board games that are out there, what kind of made you kind of step up to the plate and say, look, um, <laughs> there's very little kind of going on in terms of media out there to make even deaf people aware yeah. Of kind of what is kind of available. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was pretty much it, where I was like, there's nothing on YouTube. Mm. <laughs> there's nothing for deaf people. There was um at the time I really thought that there was zero, but then when I got into it I realized there were there was another channel and I don't mind promoting him because it's great. He's a deaf man, he runs a channel called Hands on Board Games. And yeah he his channel is all in sign language um it's captioned and i didn't know he i didn't even know he existed when i started dibs on blue and then i was like it was like a couple months later somebody was like oh there is this other channel and i was like oh great <laughs> like because the more the merrier that's how i feel um because the more that there's the more content that's out there and the more people that have channels like that the better it is for the deaf community i want more people to be playing board games that are in the deaf and hard of hearing community so um when I saw he was out there, that was that was pretty much it, though. It was just him and I. And then another one popped mm. up recently called Dice Stew. Um, and it's I think she, she does more like reviews and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not sure exactly. Um, but she there's another one called Dice Stew that's out there. And and that's pretty much it. So when I started Dibs on Blue, I was like, there's nothing. There's really nothing out there. And. I just took it upon myself to be like, look, I love board games. I know sign language. <laughs> I have all of mm. the the know-how to, to create a YouTube channel. So I was like, let's do it. Let's just do it. So that's why I did it. Is there, is there still, I, I take it there's still challenges in terms of accessibility with the deaf community even getting access to be able to to play games within what you would consider like a board game kind of club environment. Yeah, there's I mean, definitely, are, um, they're they're just starting to get into the hobby. I'd say I don't. I mean, I don't want to act, and I always say this on podcasts. I don't want to act like I'm the spokesperson for the deaf community by any means, because obviously mm. I'm not deaf. But from mm. what I've seen and what I've discussed in in the deaf community, I've they're just starting to get really interested in board gaming and there's there's this big push right now for for deaf and hard of hearing people to be like hey we're you're part of this community too you know and 
I'm in a Facebook group called, um, I think it's called uh, Board Game and Card Games for Deaf Geeks, which is cute. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I'm in that board game group. And when I joined that group a couple years ago, there were only like 100 people in it or something. And now there's like 500 or something like that. So it's like, it's a slow burn, but I feel like... It's just starting to be a thing where deaf people are like, oh, like we have a place. We have a place in this community, you know? So just trying to help get that content out there so that more deaf people know that this is an accessible hobby to them, you know? It's not perfect, but they definitely have yeah. a place. Uh, and is there, are, there, are there games that are kind of, you've noticed, are more suitable for the kind of the deaf community? Are there games that. Or because uh, it's difficult because I would say that well, people say, well maybe games that people are having to communicate left back and forward might be a bit more trickier. But it's yeah. like well if they're just using ESL then surely that wouldn't be an issue. But again it's like it's one of these things. It's like I know nothing, you know I know nothing yeah. about it. Yeah, there, you're, if I, you're if right. I you're totally right. You're know correct. something about it then I you know. Yeah, there's um there's you know. lots of games out there that I I want to say I would say most games that have been made are fine. Mm. Deaf people have no problem mm. playing them, right? Because you're just talking around a table. Yeah. And so deaf yeah. people can just talk in sign language and that's it. That's it. That's all they have to do. But there's a lot of games out there that aren't great for deaf people. And one of the things that they've talked about and there's a constant discussion about is those social deduction games where you have to close your eyes. You know? I don't know if you've ever played anything like one night ultimate werewolf or anything yeah, where yeah, you have to yeah. close your eyes and then you're a role that has to wake up and do something and then you close your eyes and then another role wakes up and does something and then you close your eyes well that's horrible for a deaf person because they can't they can't communicate so yeah, when do yeah. they, when are they supposed to wake up when do they know that their role is supposed to wake up you know mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. usually there's an auditory clue somehow it's an app or something that tells you that you're supposed to wake up um, so that's been a really big struggle. Some t- and I've, they get around it by, um, memorizing, you know, how many pounds on the table is it for me to wake up? Instead of using an auditory clue, they'll use something like a yeah, yeah. vibration or they'll flick on the lights and how many lights flicking on and off. Is it my turn to wake up? That kind of thing. But that usually requires some sort of moderator to mo- oversee the whole gameplay so that the game can function properly. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Is a, I mean, is a, is because, because, you know, the visually impaired. I mean, okay, look at it this way. I think there's in some ways there's more um, awareness of colorblindness mm-hmm. within board games than there is about accessibility for people who who are deaf. Oh, I would agree. And even yeah. then. And even then, the color, you know, people, I've, I still see kind of heated debates with regards to, um, you know, colorblind accessibility in board games where people are like, you know, they're, they're putting messages on forums to say, guys, it's 2020. You couldn't just check and make sure that, you know, that you had some extra symbols on this to right. make sure that I could see it because I can't, you know, this is red and brown and there's no way I can tell, tell the, tell the difference with it do you think on occasion maybe like the deaf community is put to the uh, further down the list in oh, terms yeah. of accessibility 
Yeah, and but I don't think that's anybody's. I don't think it's on purpose. You know no. what I mean? I think it's just like you said. It's just a total unawareness of mm-hmm. of that the community even really exists out there that needs something different. Um, and I've said before when I've been interviewed in the past that I don't think something is ever going to be one hundred percent accessible to everyone. Right? Like no. that's, that's impossible, <laughs> or near impossible. Um, because if I don't know if you've ever played the game I've brought up before in an interview where it's the game Nyctophobia, where you have to, it's perfect for a blind person because it was actually made for blind people to yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, Where you have yeah. to like close your eyes. You're actually like blindfolded. You have like a glasses on that obstruct your vision. And so it's like perfect for a blind person to play Nyctophobia. But that would be horrible for a deaf person to play, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's great that Nyctophobia is out there for people who are visually impaired and need you know want to play a game that would be perfect for them and f- and they mm-hmm. would feel like it's an equal experience you know um but yeah i would i would definitely agree that color blindness has been there's a big push for that lately i've seen a lot of discussion about color blindness and how cute does all oh, this game just has a bunch of cubes and they're all kind of the same color and i do wish that there was more of a discussion about deaf people but that's why i'm doing what i'm doing i'm trying to get it out there you know and maybe one day yeah, no, no. will. Maybe one day that will be in the forefront of discussions. Well, in all fairness, I think the colorblindness thing was because I think beforehand they didn't realize how prolific it was amongst kind of um, amongst people, and also it, it does have a tendency colorblindness to affect males and it, you know, um, than anyone else. And um, again, it wasn't until the discussions were actually starting to happen that people went, oh, well, I actually can't, (laughs) I haven't been tested. I didn't realize I couldn't see this color until kind of somebody kind of pointed it out to me. Yeah. And I think it's just become, um, it's when you get, um, it's when it's a case of people are shouting at people because they've missed it out (laughs) as opposed to shouting at people to get it included in the first place. And I think color blindness, one of the reasons, I think one of the reasons that color blindness has become quite um, a bit of a talking point was down to video games as well, because some of the really big video game publishers have put in color blind settings as standard into their, kind of settings for when people are setting up the game for themselves really and i think that yeah i didn't um, know that yeah games like um the um destiny game um which is a huge kind of multiplayer shooter game and things like that have natural they seem to be bringing in kind of a setting in uh, to for kind of colorblind players um, because again it's one of these things if you bring colorblind players involved uh, on board um then that is an additional revenue stream yeah i mean yeah. you know uh you got always got to bless the guys that are looking after the money because if they're looking at a different way of exploiting and bringing in more players to play the game then that's one of the things it looks at yeah. and i guess in board games with people you know if people if people can't play a game because of your design decision and um, when they're able to play other games um, and that again that's a tend to exposure and stuff like that as well but for yourself I mean what made you decide to launch the channel then I mean what I mean what made you say well I'm, I'm just going to put this to video and then let's see kind of uh, kind of what 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 kind of happened and, yeah. and were you were you surprised at the reaction that you got when you first started to put the, the videos out there yeah 
Um, yeah, that's kind of a a weird answer because I honestly I didn't get the I I had the idea for the channel in my head and then I met mm. Rod, Rodney from Watch It Played and I met him at Origins in Columbus, the big board game convention in Ohio, in Ohio and I had already been a huge fan of Rodney's and I met him and I just said hi to him at the convention and then I went home and I was sitting at my kitchen table and I said to my husband what if I contacted Rodney and I started interpreting for his channel like started doing some ASL stuff on his videos I'm like I wonder what he would say and my husband was like oh I don't know I mean like you want to just message him or whatever so I did and I was like he's never gonna answer me you know (laughs) I was like (laughs) This guy's way too busy. He's probably just going to ignore me. Um, but he wrote back and it was pretty fast. He wrote back and he was like, let's talk about it, basically. And so we talked wow. and I was just floored that Rodney would even just, like uh, entertain the idea of doing that. And so we we Skyped and we talked and we hashed out all the stuff and we got the first few videos recorded and during that whole time when I was interpreting for him, I, I that's when I was really like, okay, now I really have to start a channel. Because if this is going to be a thing on Rodney's channel where I'm interpreting stuff, then this could really get deaf people interested in, in board gaming, you know? Because obviously Rodney is influential and he's popular in the board gaming community. And I knew that deaf people would be, mm-hmm. would seeing, would be seeing that. Um, so I was like, I gotta, I have to get my channel up and running. So I had my, I got my channel up and running in August of 2018, which is right after I met Rodney, because or- Origins happens in June. So I got the first yeah. video up in August, and then I think it wasn't until February of the next year. So February of 2019 is when we posted the first few interpreted videos that I had done for him. Um, so, honestly, meeting Rodney was, like, a catalyst for it. I feel like Dibs on Blue would have happened anyway, but meeting Rodney was, like, the catalyst for me to be like, oh, no, this needs to go online right now. <laughs> 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 because I knew that, that deaf people had something. They had something on Rodney's channel, and I wanted to even, I wanted to push it even further and do something on my own, my own channel, you know? So... Yeah, he so, was really helpful with that. <clears throat> so, so how much? I mean, how much planning do you do you go through? I mean, because I know of I know there's two ways to do kind of like YouTube videos. One of them is the classic: you sit down, you put the camera on, you have a rough idea of what you're doing, and and then you put it online. And I hope that people watch my videos. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other one where people like meticulously script the kind of the beginning all the way through. So do you, I mean, do you spend quite a lot of time planning out kind of what you're going to be saying on your yeah. videos? I mean, I take, obviously Rodney's ones are easy. You're just going to, yeah. you know, interpret and sign in the way. Right. And are you ever tempted to add in little bits when he says, <laughs> we're just going to put the pieces to the side? <laughs> No, no. Everything I everything I say is what he's saying in those videos. Those are very and like you said, those are those are pretty easy because once yeah. you figure out how to interpret 
the the core mechanics of the game, mm. then everything he's saying is, and he's got a very consistent way of speaking. So yeah. I, his videos have become, I shouldn't say they were easy at first because they weren't, but now I've done them so many times that I know how Rodney talks. So I, yeah. I've used the same kind of signs and stuff to stay consistent on, on his videos. So that, yeah, you're right. That is pretty easy. But on my, on my channel, yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy organized, crazy meticulous. I script out everything in sign language. So yeah, so I, my channel, I'm super organized, super meticulous. I uh, write everything out in ASL. Like I go through the rule book, figure out how to, how I'm going to say it in ASL. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, ASL is not worded completely. It's not worded the same way as English. It's structured completely different. But I hash it out in a Google Doc, kind of an ASL word order. And then wow. I... This is this is what I do. Actually, I'm going to give you the inside scoop of how I do my dibs on blue video. I don't think I've ever said this. So I I script it out in ASL and then I record myself just audio telling myself what to sign. And then I play it while I'm filming. I play it back for myself so that I don't have to memorize anything. And I play it back while I'm filming and I'm just signing what I'm listening to me say. Wow. And then um then the video is over. I get I get the footage from my camera. I take out the audio obviously because you can hear me mm -hmm. telling myself what to sign. Yeah. <laughs> so I take out the audio and then I watch it back and I type up an English captioned you know, document of what I'm saying in English. And then I record myself watching it back and and just speaking it in English because I do voiceovers on all the videos so that anybody can yeah, watch yeah, them. Yeah. And then I take all that audio of me saying the English and I overlay it on the video so that it matches up with kind of what I'm signing at times. Uh, it's not going to be perfect because sign language, sometimes it takes shorter to say something in sign language and then sometimes it takes yeah, longer yeah. to say something in sign language so a lot of the times i've been actually complimented on how many pauses i take when i'm speaking on my videos but that's not on purpose that's because it takes a lot shorter for me to blurt out something in english than it does for me to sign that concept you know yeah so i'm like well thanks but i'm not i'm doing that because i have to <laughs> Otherwise, I would just talk and talk, and the video would, the English would be over like well before the video was over. Um, so yeah, it's a long process, and that's why I only do a video a month because I'm a stay-at-home mom with two little kids, and it takes a yeah. long time. And then I take pictures of all the board game components and things that I'm talking about, and I put it up on the video, and I make little graphics that I like circle things that I'm talking about and arrows to things I'm talking about. It takes a long time, but. I love, I'm a perfectionist and I love putting those videos together because it's like an accomplishment, you know? Is there like, um, is there like jargon for certain components in like sign language then? Like, say, for instance, Meeple and. Yeah, that's been tough. That's been my coworkers, that, my ASL coworkers, um, and, yeah. and good friends of mine that are in the board gaming community, we've talked about this a lot where it's like, what is how are you going to describe worker placement in sign language 
you know? Yeah. Or because there's nothing for that. There's nothing standard out there in American Sign Language that means those things. How are you going to describe, um, like you said, like meeple or I don't know anything like, um, any kind of board game mechanism or mechanic? How are you going to describe that? And that's been tough because I've kind of had to come up with stuff. And even on Rodney's videos, some of the things he's saying, or I have to figure out how I'm going to sign it because there's really nothing out there that is telling me, oh, this is how you sign that. You know, <laughs> I kind of no, have to just I mean, come you have up to give with it, something. <laughs> um, you have to give it a name. So further down the line, people can recognize that. And right. that must be really, you know, well, again, it's something that I take for granted. If somebody says it's like, you know, like you said, a worker placement game or it's got to take that mechanic. Yeah, take you know, that, yeah. Um, just just things like that and you're just right. like well how how do, you know how it's like that, translating yeah. it into any other right. any other language because basically, there's you nothing know. there's no precedence um, for it there's nothing out there that is telling me yeah. that that's how it's signed so that's been rough that's been mm -hmm. tough but i'm hoping that i'm kind of establishing signs along the way that people will watch the video and be like oh okay then that's that could be the sign for that or you know i'm hoping that maybe i'm helping in a way that this could establish some signs for things. I mean, I'm not coming up with anything that's not already out there. I'm just using, I'm taking signs and I'm kind of putting them together to create concepts that just have never mm -hmm. really been talked about before. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. Is there a game that you would love to do an explanation video for in ASL? Um, that you just love, I'd love to put something together for it. Or, or alternatively, is there a game that you would dread having to put together in a video that could quite potentially take hours? Forever. <laughs> Actually, I just did it. It was Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven is my favorite game of all time. And I made it a point. It was my personal goal. And in yeah. January, I did it. I think it was my video for January. I, just spent that whole month <laughs> cranking that video out. I was like, I am going to do Gloomhaven. I don't care how long it takes me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. It's like, an, it's a 53 minute video. Um, but you know oh. what? I got every single rule in there. I'm not one of those people that's like, hey, learn this board game in eight minutes. You know, I don't. I don't like those kind of videos because I don't think you're really getting the whole thing in eight minutes. You know, your, your, um, your hands would have to be going. Oh my fast. gosh! Yeah, so fast. Um, actually, that's a good idea. I should just be waving my hands around with just gibberish and just label it. Learn this video. Like learn this no, game there's in eight enough, minutes. That would be horrible. There's enough people. There's enough people doing videos on YouTube about waving their hands. About and talking gibberish. Without you having to add right. um, into, into, that, into that kind of mix. Yes, I um, make jokes because that is it's that's what I'm trying to avoid, you know. I want I wanted to yeah. do Gloomhaven where I'm like, no, this is Gloomhaven. Like you want to learn Gloomhaven, watch my video and you will learn the entire Gloomhaven, <laughs> you know, and I, like I don't spoil anything, but you will learn how to play the whole thing, and that's my that's my goal. I don't care how long my videos are, as long as mm -hmm. they're the quality is good and the content is good, you know. Is it 
I mean, with um, people talking about, and I was recent. I've been recently talking about um, Twitch streaming, which is a very a very visual kind of medium. You know, I mean, we can have this discussion on podcasts, and what we've talked about is you know providing a transcript so that everybody has access to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like a Twitch channel where it could be you on a camera, kind of providing doing a review of a game or something like that is that is that something that you would consider doing where you would be able to kind of like live stream explaining how you were playing a game and then let kind of like the deaf community have access to that as well that would be really cool i don't know enough about twitch to be honest i've seen a couple things about twitch here and there but i don't think Mm. i think my husband has watched a couple things on twitch i don't know enough about it um but yeah, I mean, anything that would be visually um, accessible for a deaf person to mm. be able to watch, yeah, like some sort of video that was overlaid on top of whatever, mm. uh, yeah, that would be interesting. I should look down that okay. path. Well, I've seen that an awful lot. I think because a lot of people aren't able to play games in groups, one of the things they seem to be looking at is playing games streaming to each other or on tabletop simulator uh, and the twitch medium allows the kind of the host to kind of be on camera talking to their audience kind of interactively and it seems like quite a, a natural way that you could be live on camera while you're explaining a game but you know it's just because yeah. how how can of how kind of the uh, way the way everything is going at the moment which yeah. is uh, um okay yeah i guess um, <laughs> yeah yeah um continue <laughs> continuing on um and as we get towards the end of the show we obviously haven't color uh, covered the reason why you don't like the color purple <laughs> which personally i feel was an outstanding film I was with just say, Goldberg. Like the movie <laughs> and i, I, I just said i didn't like the movie why, the color purple why you did, why you didn't like that um you know it was a good. It was a really good film. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, some outstanding performances, even from Oprah Winfrey, yeah. who was in that film yeah. as well, if I remember. <laughs> she um, was. But no, um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but more importantly, no. But more importantly, as as time goes on, I mean, are you if other channels wanted you to um, provide kind of ASL services for their channels? Is that something that you would? consider i mean have you got bandwidth or contacts that people could work with if they weren't able to work alongside yourself yeah i've been asked that before um i've been asked that before a couple times to i don't know maybe we could do some i've been asked for like collaborations sometimes like oh you can do stuff on my channel or i'll give you um i'll give you some content and you can put it up on your channel and you can just interpret it like that type of stuff and I would love to do stuff like that. Mm. I just don't have the time, you know. I yeah. with the with being a stay at home. If I didn't have kids, with being a stay at home mom with two little kids and doing Rodney's stuff, which I I've, obviously I I love my collaborative efforts with Rodney, and I don't want to stop doing that with him. So, with between that and trying to get my content up there, I just don't have the time right now. And my hope is by being somebody who's creating this kind of content is that other people will step up to the plate and put some content up there too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that I can give an interpreter 
some sort of encouragement to be like, hey, you do this too. <laughs> mm, yeah, no. It doesn't have to be just me, you know? Um, yeah. I've had board game and people come up to me and be like, oh, my wife's an interpreter and she's so she was so excited to see you pop up on Watch It Played's video, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. Can she do something? <laughs> 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 because I would love for other people to be involved too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and maybe yeah. one day I'll have time, you know, when my kids are 30. <laughs> <laughs> but right now I just don't. I just don't have the time. So. Yeah. And I suppose the other thing is um, contact your local deaf community and see if you can be of help yourself, I guess. Yeah. Is the other way, you know, um, if people kind of are, are kind of interested. Um. But if people are interested in kind of keeping up with you and what you're up to and everything like that, where do you exist on the internet webs, Stephanie? I have a Twitter account, a Facebook account, and I have a, I just created an Instagram account not that long ago, but it's all at Dibs on Blue Games. I had to add the go. games because Dibs on Blue was already taken. So <laughs> scumbags. I know. So I just wanted to be consistent. I think I can't remember which one Dibs on Blue was already taken. So I was like, you know what? I'll just make it consistent and it's all at Dibs on Blue Games. And you can even reach mm. me at Dibs on Blue Games at gmail.com. So that's even my my um, email address. So and then just the YouTube channel is just called Dibs on Blue though. There's no games on that. It's just Dibs on Blue. But yeah. That's oh, where I am. No. I'm all over. And what we'll do is we'll make sure that we put, we'll put we'll put all of these links in the show notes so that we have got notes to show. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Um, just for everybody who's out there, if you want to pay, uh, keep an eye on what we are up to, go to the internet webs and search for We Are Not Wizards and you'll find us. If you like what you've listened to tonight, then consider telling other people that we exist and if you like us even more then drop us a subscription on your podcast catcher of choice um there's only a couple more things to do um the first thing is to remember that we're many things but we're not wizards are we wizards stephanie no we're not Um, and the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from the rather wonderful, rather fantastic Stephanie Jessup of Dibs on Blue Games. Say goodbye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye-bye. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, uh, stay safe, stay at home, roll sixes, make something awful. And um, until the next time, Goodbye. is never late. Is he early? He arrives precisely when he means to. Mm-hmm.